Hello everybody, my name is Ben Schluter and welcome back to Chalk Talk, a series in which I interview guests from around the world of NCAA gymnastics. Today's guest is a junior at Hamlin University from Ipswich, Massachusetts. She's a neuroscience major and psychology minor and a two-time WCGA Scholastic All-American. Please welcome Lily Ramsdale. Hi Lily, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you for asking. Yes. Um, let's start with you, because... Uh, you're the subject here, and uh, when did you get into gymnastics and why? Um, I got into gymnastics right after I was adopted. Um, I was adopted when I was six and a half, and um, my mom put me into gymnastics because I was doing cartwheels everywhere and I was climbing all the trees possible, and um, she put me in there, and then I was shortly after that, of like six months in class, I was put onto a gymnastics team. I um, tested into level four, so I skipped all level one, two, three, um, jumped into the old level four, and then um, even though I didn't speak much English my first year here, um, I tried my best, but um, I stuck with it. I did dance and swim at that time but as time went on i had to quit those because i was fully committed into gymnastics okay i'm gonna take a brief pause from any gymnastics talk because you were adopted and you didn't speak much english so um where were you adopted from um i was adopted from china hmm. um so what would be your first language then? Because I know there are many different dialects of Chinese. Um, my first language is Mandarin, and then, um, but now I fully speak English. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's actually pretty interesting. I. Yeah. Hmm. Very much so. Uh, so when did you realize, hey, I'm I'm pretty good at this, or maybe someone else said it? Um. Well, coming from the Chinese culture, they always, Chinese people always carry themselves with like. Um, full body and always think that they're very good at everything so I had that enthusiasm growing up um, I even if I didn't win I would go up to the podium get that um, participation award and smile big and I just had fun and um, it wasn't until I um, made it to states my first year of doing gymnastics of level four and magically everything clicked that day and I ended up getting second that day um, which was unheard of because all the other times I either got like 10th or participation so at that point I knew that I was going to commit to gymnastics and stay with it for however long I can do it for. Okay and so uh, then how did your recruiting process start? Um, my recruiting process started pretty late. Um, I started my junior year. Um, I uh, had a coach that I um, was with, um, and he is does college recruiting stuff, um, and on the side of his coaching and he was like you should really start looking at colleges and I was like I should um, and so he was putting it realistically of what I would be able to compete in at each division so he was like if you want to go D1 you can go D1 but you're only going to compete maybe your junior and senior year and only for your main event you know your one event if you want to do d2 you'll probably compete one or two events you're going to compete a little bit more but if you want to compete all the events that you want to and participate fully in the competition season then d3 is where you're going to go and so i chose d3 for that reason mm -hmm. 
So, uh, who did you uh, hear from? Like, did you get any messages when you were doing recruiting? Yes. Yeah, so I um, got so Doug from Hamlin reached out. I had um, reached out to there was Brockport and Air Sinus at that time, and um, those were the and Ithaca also. So those four. Did you end up visiting uh, any places? Yes, so I visited Ithaca during um, their uh, one of their triad meets, and I at that time I also visited Cornell because I also thought of just if I could get into an Ivy, um, that would be great kind of um, thing. So I visited both of those colleges at the same time, and um, then I visited Air Sinus over the summer of COVID, and I drove up six hours visited for two, drove back the six hours that same day because I didn't want to do a COVID, um, uh, stay in the hotel and have to quarantine for like 12 days. So I drove up and down and then I visited Hamlin, um, last out of all mine. I didn't visit Brockport, but I visited Hamlin after everything else. And then, um, after my visit, it was like in the middle of my visit, I committed. Hmm. Uh, why did you commit to Hamlin? in the middle um, of it anyway. I committed to Hamlin because I walked onto the campus and it was winter then and it was still very pretty to me and everybody was walking around um, talking with each other and then the day I visited Hamlin was the first in-gym show for them so um, they were having a little inter-squad within each other so and the energy that they were putting into cheering for each other supporting each other moving mats um, they included me into it they're like do you want to put on one of our old warm-ups and I put on one of the old velvet warm-ups and help them move mats and um, uh, at the end of my like visit, I was like, yeah, I want to come here. And then I had dinner with them and it was a very happy moment of my life, I guess. Well, that's uh, really nice. And it's, even though it is like really far away, I just been thinking about that. So was, was that actually like something that you had thought about? Like, oh yeah, it is pretty far away. Or, uh, did you not even consider that? Um, I did consider that, um, because Massachusetts does have Springfield College as the D3 gymnastics. That's the closest one to me. But I didn't want to stay in Massachusetts. I'm a person that likes to explore life and um, go out places and stuff. And I knew later on in life I'll move back to the East Coast. So I wanted to go somewhere else. And um, not, I wouldn't say Minnesota is my favorite place. It's a little cold, it's a little landlocked for me. But um, it's a good experience to have as a college athlete. So, um, not only a college athlete, of course, you are also a student. What's it like being a student at Hamlin? Um, uh, all, all our classes are pretty small, I would say, and the teachers are always woke, open to um, office hours, and um, if you can't meet their office hours, then, like, you can um, make different times with them. They're very fluid on that, and they also um, understand that... I'm an athlete also, so if I do get injured, they make accommodations. If I'm traveling, they try to make accommodations, try to make extensions. Um, they've been very, very open about that. And then um, I have a lot of friends that aren't athletes also, and I hang out with them outside of gymnastics, and that's great because um, I have gymnastics and track friends because I also do track. Um, so 
all those friends only talk about sports and stuff so it's good to get away from all that and just kind of live like semi-normal life I guess yeah yeah that is something I did want to ask about so you do track and field what events do you do I do pole vault long jump and this year I'm gonna try hurdles I started last year. Yeah, I didn't do track at all, high school, nothing, and I just decided to jump into it last year. Oh. Okay, why? Um, So one of my um, gymnastics friends did pole vault, and I was thinking about it uh, my freshman year, and I was like, no, like, I have a lot on my plate. And then last year, um, I put my full heart into gymnastics and into my school and I started to love the school more and then I was like I want to be more involved and as I love the school more more I want to be more involved in it and I was like how else can I do that and I was like I like track like I like track in middle school and I had to quit for um gymnastics so I was like why don't I do it again and then I was like one of my gymnastics friends does pole vault and it's semi-similar to gymnastics I heard so I went and tried out for a little bit and then um, I made ninth at the conference meet for pole vault which is pretty good for my first time so yeah I was gonna say it's like oh that was your first time oh um, (laughs) it, it seems like this is not this is not the only time where it's been like oh I was just good at this yeah um yeah no I have a tendency to show things when I need to I guess when like at the major events or something like um I tend to build up to the end of the season and and ends up being good so you have the clutch factor that's what I (laughs) call that I mean that's what they call that and uh it's pretty useful to have so with you being a oh god how so what's your daily schedule like during because those seasons overlap a little bit um yeah indoor so, does yeah we don't so personally i don't do indoor um Makes sense. so we try so right now i'm not doing track right now um and then soon i'll start um having the one practice a week and then i can choose to have two um i choose to do whatever lifting i want to do so i do the gymnastics one since i'm the captain of the team so i just help lead that with them and um most of the stuff priority wise um right now is gymnastics until um it's until we end nationals um then i would go to gymnast um then i go to track after that Hmm. so what's a daily schedule look like for you during the gymnastics season during the gymnastics season so um right so when when our season starts for gymnastic competition wise um we have a fall uh, we have a winter term during then and i always take a winter term class um so i have my class and it's usually um it's a sped up course and it's only three weeks and it's from like 8 a.m to 2 p.m and then after that i go to gymnastics and train for three hours and then i go home and i do homework um weekends are traveling Um, for meets and stuff and then once we start school again usually I have two labs which last three hours Um, usually I try to like right now my schedule is I have five classes right now and then I have a TA for one class uh, for biology one and then I have two labs and my labs are on Thursday and Tuesday mornings and then the other days I have my classes on okay so um I was talking with you before the uh, whole thing and about how, like, 
there's a big stratification from the big D1 schools to a smaller D3 school. And so I wanted to ask, what are some things that y'all have to do that might surprise a fan of a larger program? Oh, yeah, we talk about this all the time as a D3. Um, So we had to do our travel meet last year, and that was down in Louisiana. The cheapest way to get to Louisiana was to fly into Texas. We flew into Texas. We got three vans. We didn't get we didn't get buses. We got vans, um, three tiny vans, and our three coaches drove them. Um, so it was about um, three to three. It's like seven, eight people per van. Um, and there's like 25 of us on the team and we drove up to Louisiana for an hour and then we stayed overnight and then we competed the next day and then we stayed overnight again and then drove back to Texas in those vans and um, that's something that doesn't happen in D1 or D2 where you have to drive in little vans I guess. Um, As a captain wise um, this year I found out that we, we have to wash our own leotards as a captain like we collect all the leotards and we wash them for you for the people and we organize them for them um, and we hang them up in our houses so our houses are full of leotards just dripping of water because you can't dry them in the washer um, we also I have been involved like our team has been involved with designing the leotard communicating with the design people of GK and trying to figure that out we do all the volunteering for any of the stuff um our coach does the setup teardown which we have to go into other pe- other gyms like um uh and basically set up for their gymnastics meet and then tear down the equipment because we need the money it gives us two grand which is a lot of money for us and um D1s probably don't do that they have the money they have the funding um we have to pay for all of our travel gear um and um we have to price it correctly um we have to pay this year was about um 200 to 300 depending on if you're a returner or not um so we have to do all and the captains have to pick out all the gear and you have to ship them to your house try them on pick all those things out um yeah (laughs) <laughs> There's a lot of things you have to do. And I, I hadn't guess. even gotten to ask you, where do y'all practice? We, okay, we're very, very lucky um, to be able to have a gym. So our gym is in um, in the center of our athletic um, building. And so the weight room is above. So every single person can look into our gymnastics. We kind of feel like a fish in a bowl sometimes, but uh, it's pretty cool. Um, We have our own equipment and having the University of Minnesota nearby, um, they tend to um, ask our coach Doug if they're getting rid of some equipment that they don't need anymore because they got a new equipment they'll give it to us and it's like brand new to us because most of our equipment's been years and years old and um, we're actually getting a new floor Um, the floor that we have now was has been there since the beginning of our gymnastics program and the only reason why we're able to get a new floor is because a parent donated money to our um, program to get new floor so a lot of the stuff that we're able to get is um, usually through donations of um, friends, family, alums, and all that. Okay. Um, that was amazing. An amazing answer. Oh my goodness. I I have so many millions of questions and there is not enough time to go into them because some of them involve <laughs> having to look into the logistics of it. Although I did want to ask, you mentioned that you're a captain. 
Yes. So how does that work? Because I'm not exactly familiar with, I don't, I've never had, I don't think LSU does captains. And if they do, I haven't been made aware of that. So uh, what, what does that mean for you, at least personally? How do you feel okay. being a captain? So I'm a captain and I'm also a SAC rep. So that's a student organization of athletics. Um, so they, um, that, that program is to basically incorporate athletes with each other. So we go to each other's events and we try to support each other. And we also try to support other people in the community. So we do fundraising, we do, um, we go out in the community and volunteer. We do the polar plunge every year to raise money for them. So we do that and that's our goal what for us. What is the a polar sack. plunge? Polar plunge is, um, uh, we go out into the middle of the lake. I don't know what lake. I haven't done it yet because I just joined SAC. I just got nominated for SAC. So, um, thank you. And so I, um, they go out into the lake, I think, and they jump into the freezing lake in the middle of the winter to um, support a cause. So, yeah, um, it's a little c- cold, but I'm going to do it. Um, a little but, cold. <laughs> a little cold, yeah. Hey, in Minnesota. I'm from southeast Louisiana. 50 yeah. degrees is a little cold. No, it's... In Minnesota, it gets down to like negative 20, negative 40, I would say, and with snow. Yeah. Cold. It's a little cold. Yeah, it is cold. It's very cold. Y'all are lucky to compete indoors during the season. Speaking of those indoor competitions, what is it like, the typical environment for a home meet? Oh, dude, you want me to finish the captain's thing? Sorry, oh, please I do. I'm sorry about that. Sorry. I'm sorry. So sorry. I forgot no, no, no. That you, I can. I, you hadn't finished I, it. No, please it's do. okay. Oh. I can answer both. Um, so, captains is for D three. Yeah, we organize. We communicate stuff from the coach to the athletes, basically, and anything that the coach needs, we communicate it. Um, this year, we only have, we only have one main coach right now. Well, we did only have one main coach, and then we just got an assistant coach, and then we just have a bunch of volunteer coaches that come in and out into the gym. Um, So we're starting to figure out a rhythm right now, but um, a lot of it, like conditioning-wise, me and the captains had, me and the other captains had to talk about it and um, get all that ready, and we basically are the voices of the different people that are there and we try to communicate as well as we can we try to settle any conflict and we try to bring up the energy when the energy's down and um yeah that's the main goal of it is to keep the spirit up and to run the background stuff that um our coach can't fulfill because our coach is just one coach and so we do everything that he puts on to us and we help him as much as possible and we also are in charge of trying to set rules um for uh well not rules expectations for the team and go over all the ncaa rules and make sure people are following them um but yeah um those are the main things and then for sac i am in charge of like making sure that they go to all the sporting events make sure um all and like sac is something i don't know if other schools do but oh um, lsu does literally one an lsu gymnast is actually the um president of lsu and just for those who aren't aware it's the student athlete advisory council saac yeah and we do something cool where we do piper cup points where like each person like it goes by percentage of the team and the percentage of the team that goes into that sporting event you get certain points and then those get added up and at the end of the whole year um whoever's male team whatever girls team win they both get money at the end of the year so it's just um 
another thing that we try to get people to do and we try to get people to go to school events normal school events because a lot of schools um are separated by athletes and um by non-athletes you know and a lot of Mm non-athletes don't like athletes so like we're trying to build that bridge so um yeah that's my job there and then for your question about in gym um for a home meet um wise we have a um downstairs area that we we don't don't personally set up the football team or the baseball team sets up the night before they set up the floor and they bring out the bars vault and all that stuff and usually i'd say doug is still setting up some stuff as we walk in we walk in um we try to arrive two and a half hours early ish three hours early before the meet because we have to in a gymnastics um state like you have to warm up before you compete so like what everybody else sees is just the competition wise we do a full two hour warm-up before anybody is even there so we have to be set for that um for um our home meets we do special events so we do we have alumni night we have pink meet we have um senior night and this year we're doing a mental health um night so we have all these different things and we have to set up the area either us or people that are helping with us so the one that we're most involved in um is senior night so we have to like get all the presents out all the pictures and all the banners and stuff um but the main thing is like we are also in the locker rooms a lot of the time where like we have set up of like tattoos we put tattoos on our faces and we have to match all that and then we have sparkles that we put on our faces and our hair and um make sure all of our makeup is all right and that's not what you see out in the general arena because like we have like how we look is also how we are scored like yeah so i was uh mainly asking because that's this nice insight but um when it comes to the environment like during it crowd everything like that what's that like during a home oh oh so sorry no do not apologize (laughs) you gave a really good answer that i wasn't thinking about that answered something else i was thinking about okay um so the environment of it i do wish that more people went to our meets um a lot of it there is like a bleacher and there's like a home side and a wayside for people that are away um sometimes there's more people other times there's barely any but there's only like our families watching um and i've been always trying to get other sports teams to watch it's just hard because a lot of them are like it's four hours long it's three hours long it's a really long event to just sit there and i was like i know but like it's really fun to see all of us do some cool tricks and stuff, you know? And um, so it's free to our um, student people. So like we try, I try to get them to come. And um, when we do this year, we have alums and stuff and um, that are coming and the alumni are really helpful and cheering and um, being all happy and stuff. And in general, our environment, last year we actually got a award for being the like most spirited team um uh, at least hamlin we went down to centenary and that's what they wrote about us um so um yeah our team is very good at uplifting um even if we don't do well we always be cheering we always are going to be the loudest and the rowdiest i guess and we always um have dances on floor that we 
copy as a team and we line up on the side and we all, um, it's really fun. Mm-hmm. So uh, what's been your favorite meet that you've ever been on the floor for during college? Um, my favorite meet um, would probably be the away meet at Centenary. Um, that one was um, the one that we were really, 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 really close to winning. We were tied at one point and we were very shocked and it was our highest scoring meet and um, and uh, we hit our most of our bar routines, which is um, sometimes abnormal for us, but like we went one after one after one and um, the energy just kept building and building and building and no matter what happened, like we were all cheering and everybody had fun um even the people that weren't even in lineup and like all the map moving that we did were um all fluid and um that routine on bars was very very memorable for me because it was like i did a layout double lay in that one and i made the routine and that was also the first time me being anchor for the team so i was like a little bit stressed but um i fulfilled my role of being the anchor and i got like my best score on bars that time and um yeah the only other one that I can think of about is at the U we they do a Minnesota like classic kind of thing with all Mm -hmm. the um gymnastics people um all the colleges that are in Minnesota and we had a meet at the U which is really fun because they're a D1 team and we got to be in like a bowl stadium and everything was so loud like you couldn't hear a single thing because they were always cheering always loud and like it was so cool to be like feel like we were kind of in the D1 realm um, because most of our meets are not as rowdy as a D1 or as high scoring as a D1 and not as many people come as a D1 sport. Yeah, I was actually going to ask about that because, like, the Best of Minnesota meet is um, one of those things that, and I asked someone at Winona State about it, um, just because it's that concept that doesn't really, no other state really can do it. Like, Utah has tried it with the Best of Utah, and they put it on a podium. That That's not the same environment as it is when you go to, like, the big campus and you can get that energy. Um, I did want to ask you, so you went to Centenary. Centenary's arena is very interesting uh what was it like competing in the gold dome um it was actually pretty cool we were all like at first it was like a little bit trippy we're like um like as we're flipping and stuff it's like the light and stuff but like we got used to it um it echoed and like it was a cool atmosphere i guess it was different a lot different and it got like we had to get used to it at first but i think we really used the dome and the echoing and like the loudness of it to our advantage and it helped us be better i guess yeah yeah because uh i've all because the gold dome is such a cool looking thing but mm-hmm. i've never known anyone who's actually been in there to do a competition and uh yeah it is really cool <laughs> yep so um guess you set the expectations and all that so y'all as a captain with your captain so what are those expectations or goals for this season for the team yeah um so yeah our coach also helps set up some expectations too but um our goals as a team i think mainly this year is um our motto for this year we have a motto every single year so this year's make it count so we want to make every uh, moment count and we want to leave everything um on the floor and no regrets after coming back um we don't want to hold back 
from anything we want to put all of our stuff out there and our major goal is to like make the best team that we can which is basically every college um dream um and we're trying to focus not a lot about winning or losing um this year um because that does get us down tendently like we'll win and then we'll lose and we'll win and it's good it's a tough battle to fight and um uh, our spirits need to be lifted always so we're trying to get to the point where we don't focus on that but we do focus our on our individual accomplishments throughout and try to build off of that and eventually um get to nash um hopefully get to nationals as a team if not individually um and we want to see a progressive like team where like our score starts at a certain level and as each meet goes on we will build off of that score and get higher and higher and as that happens also um our team is going to become more of a family as um we compete and we get to know each other better and that's what happened last year we really clicked as a team and um that's why i made that season so much more fun because even if we did lose or we knew that as a team we did our best we had our we had lots of fun and um we always support each other no matter what so um those are the probably the main goals of everything and for you personally what do you for me personally i want to get to nationals um i was very close to getting to nationals last year for bars um i let go um one second too early on my double lay and i really didn't want to pike it down because Theoretically, I could, I should have piked it down. I still would have gotten the correct score to make it to nationals, but I wasn't thinking that in the moment. And then I stepped, and my knee touched, and um, partially on the edge because I stepped off the mat, and then um, that basically dropped me off of the podium in general. So I got a nine one five, and they asked the coaches like, I basically could have won if I just stuck it and landed it. But um, so I, which was surprising for me because I don't have a major release move. So that's a major release move is something that you either release a, a single bar release. So like you release the bar and catch the bar and you'll flip. Mm-hmm. And so then that, or you go from a low bar to a high bar skill, but um, so I don't have a major release skill, and most of the people that make it to nationals do have major release skill. But my main goal was to keep it clean and um, keep it simple as best I can. And I, because I started at a ten, but I got a one tenth devalue for not having a major release, and um, that's what I did at nationals, and that's what I tend to do this year. I am working a major release move, but my mindset is if it's not clean and I don't score as well as last year, I'm going to take it out and do the same routine and hopefully make it there. And um, this year, I tend to do all around. So it'd be pretty cool if I could make it for all around. Um, But I don't know if I will be able to because I haven't done floor. I haven't competed floor since um, high school, I guess. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, well, I guess there's only one thing left, and that is we've pretty much talked at length this is actually the longest interview i've done and that's a good thing because you have been very very informative um but even throughout that if there's i don't want to miss anything so what do you want other people to know either about your program or about like d3 gym in general or maybe your school um that i haven't brought up um something that's unique about our 
program. Um, Doug is very open to everybody, and Doug is believes in people. So he believes that you can grow as a team, and you will grow as you're in gymnastics. And I'm so thankful for that because um, because since I've joined gymnastics in college, I've grown so much of in gymnastics wise but also confidence wise i guess and um his he's a very um caring and he always tries to put the athletes first and um i like he's a great coach and the program is amazing because of his spirit and also because of all the alumni spirit because they help us out a lot um one of the alums actually is a sports mental health person kind of and she helps with like confidence and that stuff and she comes in and donates her time for 30 minutes every single week and she's starting to come in for practices and basically talk us through like why are we thinking certain ways while we're competing and so she's really trying to help us build our confidence and um, it's amazing how many volunteers that we have in our program because we can't afford to um, by coaches and a lot of we are limited on staff because of that money funding time so we have a lot of we have like four volunteer coaches that come in and out and they just are amazing we have a ballet teacher that helps comes in and helps us with our dance so um, I'm really grateful for all the people that do support our program And that'll do it for this episode of Chalk Talk. If you want to learn more about Lily Beyond Gymnastics, go read the feature story on the Substack for Chalk Talk. You can subscribe there to get episodes of the show delivered at the same time as the written stories. I want to thank Director of Sports Information Programs David Nelson for helping set up this interview, the lovely Lily Ramsdale for taking the time to talk with me, and of course Gabby for helping out behind the scenes. Until next time, I've been Ben Schluter, and this has been Chalk Talk. Thanks for listening.